0: What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be talking about two mythical creatures from Greek mythology, the Chimera and the Pegasus, and the myth associated with them. The Chimera has the body and head of a lion and a snake for a tail. And then, what could make a lion snake even scarier? They added the head of a goat, nature's psychopath, growing right out of the thing's back. Oh, and all three heads breathe fire just for good measure. This thing is super vicious and is single handedly or triple mathedly turning the country of Lycia into a desert because it's just fucking burning everything in its path. Pegasus, on a much less exciting note, is a horse with bird wings. Then there's our hero, Bellerophon. He was a young man whose bravery knew no match, looking for his claim to fame in the world. Back then, the only way to do this was with incredible violence. You had to fight a battle or slay a monster. People say violence is never the answer, but they were never legendary heroes of Greek mythology, so what do they even know? You couldn't just invent a social media app, Or make up a song about infant sharks to have the whole world notice you. So Bellerophon, in his quest for legendariness, visits King Iobates, the king of Lycia, who is having a problem with that whole terrible monster destroying his country and burning the shit out of everyone and everything. So Iobates proposes that Bellerophon go and slay the chimera for him, and Bellerophon is like, fuck yeah I will. But the chimera is no ordinary monster. Besides three heads, one of them being the vicious goat, And the breathing fire. It's also like super fast and agile. Galerophon knows that if he's on the ground he's as good as dead. So he figures he needs to find a mount that is fast in the air. So he goes looking for Pegasus. Pegasus is technically the son of Medusa and Poseidon. That was born after Perseus cut Medusa's head off for reasons. Poseidon is the god of horses for some stupid reason that makes no sense. Where do horses run? On the ground. Who is the god of the ground? Well it's definitely not the fucking water guy. So let's give horses to the water guy, so he has literally zero domain over them. The problem with Berleurifon's plan is that Pegasus is really fucking hard to find and catch. It's a wild horse that can fly, of course it's hard to catch. His plan is to go to the fountain of Pyrene, where Pegasus has been known to frequent decades ago. But it's literally the only lead he has, so he has to go there. When he gets to the fountain, he's enjoying himself and drinking its water, he says to a local girl, holy shit, this water is really good. And the girl is like, well, my grandma said that this fountain was once a woman where after her son was killed by Artemis's arrows, she melted away into tears. So the water that you're calling delicious is actually a mother's sorrow. And he's like, well, thanks, you fucking buzzkill. You want to tell me about how the fruit I'm eating is picked by migrant workers or how sometimes kids get cancer while you're at it? Galera goes and finds someone else to talk to. A middle-aged farmer comes walking up with his cow, bringing her to drink. He sees Bellerophon and comments that water must be running real low in his town if he came all the way here just for the fountain. That's like the working hard or hardly working of fountain humor. It's unoriginal, takes zero effort, and is only really asked by assholes. Then the farmer sees the bridle in Bellerophon's hands. He's holding this golden jewel encrusted magic bridle that he plans on using on Pegasus. And the man is like, damn, if you had a horse half as nice as that thing, then it's a real shame for you to lose it. Bellerophon explains that he hasn't lost anything. He's actually searching for Peg- Pegasus, and the farmer just laughs right in his face. Now, this is generations ago that Pegasus was known to have been seen by this fountain, so people used to gather and hide in the hopes of catching a glimpse of him. Now, though, Pegasus is almost never there. Many people lived only 20 minutes away from the fountain and have never seen them. So this dude is like, psh, what are you, an idiot? Pegasus isn't even real. What use are wings to a horse? He couldn't drag a plow, could he? What kind of horse can't pull a plow? What if he flies out of your stable window? No, surely a horse chicken isn't real. They're having this conversation as if Bellerophon wasn't preparing to fight a three-headed, fire-breathing, lion-goat-snake hybrid. Or that this is a place where the king of the gods, Zeus, has turned into an ant, fucked a woman, and got her pregnant. Or turned into a swan, fucked a woman, and got her pregnant. Or turned into rays of sunshine, fucked a woman, and got her pregnant. But a horse with wings is way too fucking crazy to be real. So Bellerophon is done talking to this asshole, and turns to an old man, and asks him if he's ever seen Pegasus. This dude is practically senile, because he's like, I don't know, maybe. I don't really remember things that well. I might have seen it once, but I'm not convinced. I'm remembering that right. Bellerophon's like, okay, fuck this guy. How about you, maiden? Have you ever seen Pegasus? And she's like, well, maybe. And he's like, oh, these fucking people. She's like, I saw a big white thing in the sky, and it might have been Pegasus, but also it might have been just a bird. Oh, and also when I was approaching the fountain this one time, I heard a loud neighing sound, but I ran away because the noise scared me, so I'm not sure what made the sound. It's another useless person. Finally, our hero finds a young boy and asks him if he's ever seen Pegasus. The boy tells him, oh yes, he's seen him many times. The boy explains that he goes to the fountain often to play and has seen Pegasus flying in the sky in the reflection of the water. But if he ever looks up to see pe- Pegasus directly, then it flies away too fast for him. Bellerophon is delighted with the story and decides to trust the young boy over everyone else. So every day he returns to the fountain to wait for a glimpse of the creature. And all the old farmers just laugh at him and ridicule him. Says he's a young man wasting his time trying to catch imaginary creatures. Even the local boys are taunting him. Like, ha, you idiot chasing after a horse bird. That's not at all feasible like a bull man or a three-headed dog. On that note, I do have an episode about the Minotaur and how he's a big emo baby. So check that one out after this one. Anyway, everyone is mocking him, but Bellerophon has made friends with the hopeful little boy and is reassured every single day that tomorrow will definitely be the day they see Pegasus. So one day, the little boy comes up to him and tells him he really feels strongly that they will see Pegasus today. Even though he fucking says it every day, he's the most optimistic kid ever. So they go to their usual bush and hide, and lo and behold, Pegasus comes down to a drink from the fountain. After drinking, he zips around, running and flying, showing off his speed and grace. Eventually, he rolls around on the floor, and Bellerophon uses this opportunity to jump on his back. Pegasus takes off. He's zooming all over the place, trying to throw off his unwanted passenger. Up and down, sideways, upside down, whatever he can do. Eventually, he even turns his head and tries to bite Bellerophon right in the fucking face. And in doing so, Bellerophon can slip the bridle into the horse's mouth. Now, it's a magical bridle that immediately tames any animal, and boom, Instant speed, Pegasus is sad at being tamed. And Bellerophon, to his credit, does feel bad about it. He can't bear to see such a free and beautiful creature be a prisoner, so he slips the bridle off his head and lets him go. Pegasus takes off into the sky and flies out of sight. Now Bellerophon is lamenting his decision because he wasted so much time waiting for Pegasus that Kymara will probably just burn Lycia to the ground, and he's just standing there with his dick in his hands. Long after Sunset... Pegasus does in fact return to him. Eventually the two of them form a really strong bond. As Pegasus was alone in the world and never had a mate or companion, he's down to bro down for a while. So Bellerophon rides him around the world, landing in cities, showing him off, probably getting a lot of ass because of it, and Bellerophon got used to riding his flying mount until one day he decided they were ready to finally take on the Chimera. So I don't know how much of Lycia is just burned to the ground at this point, but they did this whole 80s training montage. So they fly out to the mountains where the creature was supposed to stay. While surveying the lands, Bellerophon spotted three smokestacks coming from a cave. Apparently this dude had amazing vision. Dave was able to see everything from high on Pegasus' back as he flew around. He spotted what he thought was a lion, goat, and serpent sleeping in a cave. And surprise, three smokestacks were actually coming from each of the head's nostrils. And he sat there staring at this thing, believing it to be three separate creatures. He's literally searching for a lion-goat-snake hybrid that breathes fire, and sees a lion, a goat, and a snake head, and is like, nah, that's just your classic interspecies orgy going on. Weird coincidence that's the exact three animals that make up the chimera. Oh wait, I'm an idiot. This is probably how the chimera was made in the first place. Eventually he realizes that he was in fact looking at the fucking chimera. Maybe I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt, and lion-goat-snake orgies were just common in that part of the world. Either way, the snakehead wakes up and sees Bellerophon and Pegasus up in the sky. He alerts the other heads and they all wake up. I'm not sure the biology of multi-headed beings, but it's kind of cool that you can, like, sleep in shifts or whatever. So Bellerophon lets loose a battle cry and Pegasus charges or dive bombs or flutters or whatever the fuck you call a horse-bird hybrid going real fast. Pegasus zoomed on down to the chimera, who's spewing fire like my ass does after Indian food. Pegasus is dodging, dipping, ducking, diving, and dodging his way to the beast. He manages to get Bellerophon close enough to swing his sword, and off comes the goat head. Brilliant tactic, take out the most dangerous head first. Goats are super vicious compared to tame animals like lions and giant snakes. So The chimera is going bonkers at this point. Spewing way more fire, roaring, clawing, biting. One of its heads is just cut off, and it's understandably super pissed off about it. Again, Pegasus zooms down weaving in between spurts of flame, and getting Bellerophon close enough to do some damage. Again, he swings, and again a head comes off. This time the lion's head. Now the chimera is all ass. The last head is the snake tail, and it's just losing its shit. Pegasus tries the same tactic again, but this time without three different heads fighting for control, the chimera can do more than breathe fire and miss. It coils itself around the pegasus, and really digs its claws into its haunches. Pegasus, in surprise, flies higher and higher trying to shake the beast, but it holds on tight. The snake head is snapping away at Bellerophon, but all he can do is hold up a shield and try not to get eaten. The Chimera is going batshit at this point and is like super reckless. I mean, you don't expect a horrible monster to have much in the way of battle tactics in the first place anyway. Bellerophon seeing his opening plunges the sword into the heart of the Chimera. It goes limp and falls to the earth, the fire inside erupting and burning its body on the way down. Bellerophon and Pegasus return to the fountain where they find the dumbest fucking villagers imaginable. The girl who had heard its neigh ran away again. The old man who couldn't remember if he saw it originally was like, oh yeah, that one-of-a-kind horse with bird wings. I totally saw it when I was a younger boy, but it was way handsomer back then. Like, thanks dick for your valuable input. The middle-aged man who was like, how could this thing even exist? If it's not useful on my farm, was like, psh. So what if it's real? It still can't even pull a plow. If that was my horse, the first thing I would do is clip its wings. I hope Bellerophon punched him right in the dick. He didn't care about the dumb villagers anyway. He just wanted to find the little boy who kept the hopes up the whole time. Bellerophon met the boy and thanked his young friend. He took the bridle off of Pegasus and tried to set him free, but Pegasus was determined to stay with his rider. The two went on many more adventures together. And I'm going to add in this last section because the version of the myth that I'm reading was written by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Quote, In after years, the child took higher flights upon the aerial steed than ever did Bellerophon, and achieved more honorable deeds than his friend's victories over the Chimera. For gentle and tender as he was, he grew up to be a mighty poet, end quote. Which is so fucking biased, like fuck off Nathaniel Horthon. Scarlet A for asshole, suck my gable. So that's it for this episode, hope you enjoyed. Like Like and subscribe or whatever. I have an Instagram and a Twitter, at Awesome Myths and Monsters, and at MythOTD. Later.